All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, as always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is July 8th, 2021 and week 127. If you're new around here, welcome to joy in the midst of the storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, yep, just like last week, we'll be talking about him again. I heard a preacher call him El Diablo. He has a lot of different names, the serpent, the great, the dragon, and a lot of other things. And he's he's confused. He's deceived the whole world. And we have to make sure that we're not of the world but of christ so we are not deceived and in in the book of revelation it tells us where this all starts the war it started in heaven and it said and michael which was jesus michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and it also said they prevail not so as long as we're with christ when the devil will not prevail against us in the place in isaiah they said i saw satan fall down as fast as lightning And we all know how fast lightning is. And he fell right in the garden to disturb humankind, Adam and Eve, just like he's doing today. So we can't let him ride. That's the the title of the live stream. Don't let the devil ride. But some of us let him drive (laughs) and let him do all kinds of things. So we'll be talking about that tonight. As always, I hope you guys get something out of the message. And without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. And we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank you very much, Melvin. As always, we do like to start with a prayer. Uh, If you guys are at a place where you can pause, we encourage you to join in with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day, another opportunity, Lord, that you have given us in the land of the living. Lord, we thank you for being such an amazing God, Lord. Help us to continue to keep our eyes on the things that you've blessed us with. Help us not to take for granted any of your blessings, any of the things that you've given us that you didn't have to do so lord we're asking that we would uh you would continue to keep us in the right mind continue to give us peace so many uh people around us so many of our loved ones our family friends so many in the body of christ lord going through so many uh hard times lord continue to be with them continue to help them to find strength continue to uh, remind them that there is a reason to have joy no matter the situation. So, Lord, we're asking that you would be in our midst in the Bible study tonight, that your word would go forth and only your word. Lord, we're asking all these blessings in your glorious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. So uh, the title comes from a song that I heard. Uh, I actually, when it came to my mind, I actually went back just to hear the man sing it again. Uh, But he said, don't let the devil ride, because if you let him ride, he'll want to drive. And, you know, this kind of happened to us, even as people. We've been given so many rides and vehicles in a car. And you know what we wanted to do, (laughs) man? After a while, we said, let me drive. (laughs) It even happened with us. We said, you know, I want to drive. I want to decide if we turn here or turn there. So we're talking about the devil tonight, though. The title says, don't let him ride. 
And so we'll see uh, just what happens if we let him ride. Uh, so we're going to move to 1 Kings chapter 13 and verse 18 should already be up on the screen. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. Now I know someone may have never heard of this story before or read this story before. And so we're going to go back up to figure out what's happening here. But what we do find is that this person says, I am a prophet also. He's a prophet. But then when we read the last sentence, the prophet lied. So that tells me the devil was using this prophet. So now I'm not trying to make it seem as if all preachers are liars. I'm not trying to do that. Uh, but we do have to understand the reality of the situation is that we have to be careful. And I don't know how many times I've said this, but we have to be careful because the devil, he will use any of us. It doesn't matter who he will use any of us if we allow him. We have to let him ride. He's not going to beat us up. I believe we talked about that last week. We have to let him do it. And so we're going to look at that once again. But this time we're talking about him doing it, doing it to the prophet. Which should tell us he'll do it to all of us. If he gets in the prophet who's supposed to be. Notice I said supposed to be the closest out of all of us to God. He's supposed to be. His relationship, he's supposed to be closer to God than all of us. And so if the devil uses him, we know he we know what he can do with us. So. Uh, let's go back up. Let's start at. Seven. We'll probably skip some to save some time, uh, but let, let's let's actually go to verse nine. Let's go to verse nine. For so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. Now this is the prophet. A king offered him. A reward. He said, look, come to my place. I want to reward you. And we're not going to get into everything that took place to lead up to this moment. But follow this. The king tells him, come to my place. I want to give you a reward. And the prophet said, look, it was told to me by God. That I cannot do this. I cannot do. I cannot eat bread. I can't drink water. I cannot even go back the same way I came in. I have to leave town a different way. All right. So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. Go ahead, man. Now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel. Now we find another prophet. One was called the man of God. I don't believe we read it, but one was called the man of God. He was a prophet. Now we find an old prophet. 
in Bethel, all right? And his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. Now, his sons come to tell him about what took place with this other prophet. They heard the prophet say, oh, he's not supposed to stay in town. He's not supposed to eat. He's not supposed to drink. He's supposed to leave town a different way. So the old prophet wants to talk to him. So now we're going to go uh, down to verse 14 because the old prophet is going to seek out the man of God to talk with him. Go ahead to verse 14. And went after the man of God. He went after him. To have this conversation, all right? And found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. Mm -hmm. Then he said unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. That's the same thing the king told him. This is the exact thing that God told the man of God not to do. He said, Don't eat. You know, anything is sin when God tells us not to do it. It's not that eating is a sin itself. It's that God told him not to do it. That's what makes the difference. Go ahead, man. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread, nor drink water with thee in this place. Mm -hmm. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said, the Lord told me I cannot do this. He told me I cannot do this. All right. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as He's, thou art. He said, I'm a prophet just like you, man. You're not the only one that's a preacher here. All right. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back with thee into thine house. You know, it's incredible that one person says now this the man of God says let's read the verse first let's finish the verse off that he may eat bread and drink water but he lied unto him so we find the man of God says the Lord told me that I cannot eat I cannot drink I cannot go with you the old prophet says, the Lord told me, <laughs> you can come. Now, the scripture here says he lied unto him. You know, it's incredible how we'll all say different things and say God told us all of it. You know, we do this today. We go to one church. We ask, how should we be saved? How should we get baptized? We go in there and they say, the Lord said, <laughs> they say, the Lord said, you need to be baptized in Jesus name. We go to another church. They say, the Lord said we should be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. The Lord said we should be sprinkled. The Lord said we should do that. You know, it, we're saying so many different things all while saying the Lord said it. How can it be? How can the Lord tell us all to do something different? Now, that's not God. It doesn't matter if a prophet said if he's an old prophet, young prophet, new prophet. It doesn't matter. 
God says one thing and he's going to stick to that thing. Whatever he says, he's going to stick to it. So this is the confusion that we found even back then. The devil is getting involved in it. He's getting involved. You know, I remember, uh, and I believe you brought it up before, Melvin, how if you told someone something, if you were in a classroom, and I'm pretty sure I've been in class and we did this, but the first person whispers something in the next person's ear, and they're supposed to pass that message all the way around the class. <laughs> and somewhere, by the time you get to the last person, the message has completely changed. You know, this is what happens to us. We're all we're just supposed to continue the same message, but the message is changing. And we're saying the Lord says so. He didn't say that. The Lord didn't say it. We're saying it. It sounds sufficient to us. See, we're reading here this old prophet. He lied to the man. Because he wanted the man to come to his place and said, the Lord says so. We have to we have to go back. We got to go back and check our salvation because the Lord didn't say do a lot of things we're doing. We won't go back and check, though. We don't have the time. We don't have the concern to go back and check. Don't let the devil ride. That's what he said. That's what I said, rather. Don't let them ride. So, the old prophet lied to him, but he lied unto him. Now, this was a preacher. Lied to him. He let the devil use him. We seen Judas do the same thing. He let the devil use him. But as we talked about yesterday, once the devil uses you, He's gone. He's not sticking around. He already knows the consequences to our actions. He's going to try to get someone else in trouble. We've all had, well, I won't say we've all had, but I know I've seen people do this. When the school bully comes around and he picks on you, you know, once he leaves, your friend says, well, if I was you, I know I wouldn't take that. <laughs> but they waited until he left. They're trying to instigate and encourage you to do something. But when they find themselves in the same situation, they don't do anything. See, that's what the devil does. He's trying to encourage us to do something. So we can get in trouble. He wants to see us get beat up by the bully. He wants us to get in trouble. So the prophet lied unto him. All right. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. Disobey God. You know, there are some things that we do. We say it's not hurting anybody. But did God say not do it, though? That's what matters. You hurting yourself. You saying it's not hurting anybody, but you just hurt yourself. We're hurting ourselves. We're hurting ourselves when we disobey him. So the man went 
And he did eat bread in his house and he drank water. Now, we, we would look at that and say, well, he was hungry. <laughs> he was thirsty. He was tired. What he should have did was obey God. It doesn't matter how hungry he got. He should have obeyed God because it's not worth it. Now, you talk about the Last Supper. <laughs> we call, <laughs> we talk about the Last Supper with Jesus, man. But this is the Last Supper here. That's the Last Supper this man was going to eat. This is the Last Supper. But it's because of his own action. This is his last supper. The wages of sin is death. So now he has to pay up. He has to pay up. So he went back and ate with the old prophet who lied to him. All right. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. Now God actually does tell the man something. He lied the first time. But now God actually did tell the man something. He actually did. Go ahead, man. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but came his back, and has eaten bread, and drunk water in the place, of the wish of the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy father. He said, You're going to die. You're going to die. Drop down to verse 24. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way. A lion met him. This is God. The Bible tells us Jesus was the lion. Out of the tribe of Judah. The great and terrible God. He's got a terrible side. You know. <laughs> you know. Sometimes. People will surprise us. When we've never seen them act. A certain way. We've never seen them get angry before. So they'll surprise us. We say oh I didn't know they had that side. You know. We should know God has a terrible side. We should know that. What do we think Sodom and Gomorrah was? That's God's terrible side. What do we think God putting Adam and Eve out of the garden was? It's really not terrible. It's just he's a just God. But from our standpoint, we said, man, that's terrible. He didn't have to do them like that. <laughs> That's the terrible side from our point of view. But it's really just God being fair. He's just, he makes rules and he sticks to those rules. He doesn't change the rules up. He shows no partiality. He shows no favoritism. So, we find this man of God allows someone else to trick him it was the devil the whole time that's what Eve told the Lord she said the serpent beguiled me he tricked me she let him ride he used them the same way he used this prophet here 
And so when he was gone, a lion met him by the way. Now, we don't want to run into a lion. We don't want to see a lion. I know I don't. I'm okay with seeing them in the zoo, but I don't even have to see them there. I'm okay if I don't even run into them in the zoo. Even behind the cage, I'm okay if I don't see them. Because by chance, some strange thing happens and he gets out. <laughs> I know that's unlikely, but... We don't want to run into a lion. But that's what happens if we allow the devil to ride. He's going to lead us to the lion. That's what the devil did here. He drove this man right to the lion. The man didn't even know it. He drove him right to this. Go ahead, ma'am. Again, and when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast out in the way, and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. He lost his life. All because he let the devil trick him. We can't let him ride. He's, the devil wants to use people around us. He even wants to use us. He, he'll use us. And he's going to use the people around us. To get to us. Because it takes other people to persuade us. A lot of times we look for some, look to someone else. To make some decision. And the devil knows this. So he gets in someone else. And tells. For them to tell us. Yeah you should do it. The Lord said. I believe the Lord said you need to do it. And all the time they're lying. That's what happened here. Got the man in trouble. I want to run over to Isaiah chapter 14. I believe this is the verse, one of the verses that you uh, brought up earlier. Isaiah chapter 14. I don't know what chapter I said, but. Uh, let's start. Let's start at verse 12 there. Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12. Because my, my hope is that we would understand the devil is using people around us. We have to go back and check our salvation. Because we're looking up to certain people. And that's not wrong in itself. But we just need to make sure that they actually have the message. We talked about that before. There's preachers running without the message. This man here, the, the story we just read, this old prophet, he ran all the way over to find this other prophet just to say the Lord said this. And the man lied. He didn't have the message. He lied. So how much more is someone lying to us today? So let's see what the devil's objective is in verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? O Lucifer. Now, we don't think, <laughs> when we read this, we automatically think, oh, that's the devil. You know, we don't get confused and think, oh, this is the Trinity devil. We don't start to think, oh, he must be somebody different from Satan. 
Melvin called him Diablo. We don't start to think, oh, he must be a different devil. We know he's the same one. We don't think God is that way. When we read Jesus, we don't think he's the same God. But that's for another day. Let's read, Mel. Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Weaken the nations. Bible tells us he deceived the whole world. Somebody deceived right now. But by the grace of God, we're coming out of the deception. Go ahead, Melvin. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will ascend into heaven. Now we read this and we think he's talking about going up to heaven. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about being in the church. See, he was cast down. It just told us, how art thou cut down to the ground? He's here on earth. Now he's trying to ascend to heaven here on earth. That's the church. That's the church. Heaven is the church. He's now in the church. If you disagree with that, <laughs> where was he at in the days of Jesus? We've, we know Judas was in the church. The devil was working. We know even uh, there were other Jews in the church. They were always against Jesus. Always. The Pharisees and Sadducees, these weren't non-believing people. These were people in the church that the devil was using. So Lucifer, the devil, Satan, Whatever we want to call him, he is in the church. That's where he wants to be. That's where he wants to be. Because he wants to trick somebody in the church. So let's see what he says. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now we don't have time or we could... We could go over there, but we won't get it. But in the book of Revelations, he tells us about the stars of God. It's the church. It's in the church. It's the preacher. Go ahead, man. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Now, where does the preacher sit? You know, when we go to church, he's sitting on the mount. He's right there in the front. Of the church. So the devil, he's saying, I'm going to get in the church and the way that I'm going to overcome or try his best to overcome the church, I have to get in the preacher. I have to get in the preacher because once you can get the leader, oh, you can get everybody in there because we're going to follow someone. I don't care how strong minded we are. How educated, how smart. You're going to follow somebody. You're going to have to because somebody's going to know something you don't. We need some type of guidance. But we need the right guidance. So the devil, he said, you know what? I'm going to exalt myself above God and the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in the preacher. Is that not what we just read? We just read the devil 
using the man of God, excuse me, using the old prophet who was a man of God, using the prophet. And he said, you know what? God said this and God didn't say it. Scripture said he lied. The devil wants to use us, but it starts with him getting in the preacher. That's where it starts. I want to go get one other thing so we can see this. Um, in the book of 1 Kings 22. First Kings chapter 22. And I believe verse 19. Uh, actually drop down. Yeah, yeah, 19. And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. Now, the Lord sitting on his throne. Now, the devil, we just read, the devil said he's going to exalt his throne above God's throne. He said, I'm going to exalt my throne, my kingdom, the practices that I want, what I want people to believe. I'm going to exalt that above what God says. Is that not what we see happening all around us? Things that God says, they're found wrong in the world. They say, oh, that's hate. That's hatred. If you follow what God says, it's not accepting. Let's read, man. And all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. All the host of heaven. There's that word again. We're reading heaven, but we're really talking about on earth, in the church. The church represents heaven. Because heaven starts down here. We can't expect to make it up there if we don't act right down here. So we find the same language, the throne of God. And now we find there's host. Did you read that yet? Yes. Read that again for me. And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Now there are. There is rather a host around the Lord. There is a host on the right and the left. I'm reminded, I believe it was James uh, and John, sons of Zebedee, had their mother ask. They said, look, my sons want to be on your right side and on the left. Jesus said, look, I can't give that to you. See, they didn't even know what they were asking for because the Bible tells us God is going to separate the sheep from the goat. The right and the left. You don't want to be on the left side. You don't want to find yourself on the wrong side of God. But let's find out what was going on in this congregation. All right. And the Lord said, who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? Mm -hmm. And one said on this manner and another said on that manner. God asked who was going to go and persuade this man to do something I told him not to do. That's what he asked. That's really all he asked. 
That's the same thing that happened with the prophet that we read. Who was going to persuade him to do the wrong thing? You know, if people try to persuade us all the time to do the wrong thing. All the time. Go ahead, Melvin. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. A spirit. Now, this is in the church. And we're going to see how. Go ahead. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? How are you going to do this? How are you going to persuade him? Uh -huh. And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Read that again, Melvin. And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. I will be a lying spirit. Now, this is in the church. They said, oh, Reverend Blue, <laughs> he got a nice church. <laughs> we better make sure, though. It's not about the church side. It's not about how many members. I had a man ask me. <laughs> Whenever I ask him to join a Bible study, he's always wondering, well, how many people are going to be there? What, what does that have to do with anything? Are you coming to socialize? Are you coming just to look around at other people and see what other people are doing? Or are you coming for the word of God? What's your goal? If it's just me and you. We should still do the, the will of the Lord. So a spirit came before the Lord and said, I'm going to go and be a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophet. That's what we read. The prophet told another prophet a lie. And the man lost his life because of that. We think if my preacher is telling me wrong, I'm going to be okay. We better go back and check again. Don't let the devil ride. Because if he's lying to us, we're going to be in trouble. The, the Bible tells us if the blind lead the blind, they're both going into the ditch. The blind leading the blind, both going in the ditch. So the devil... He already made it his mission. He said, I'm going to get control of the prophets because if I do that, I'll take over the church. I'll take over the church. That's the devil's mission is to take over the church because that's what Jesus came here to establish, his kingdom, his church. So the devil's trying to undermine him. So we have to know this. We have to be watchful. He told us to watch and pray. He didn't just say pray. He said you need to watch. Watch out. Because somebody's going to lie to you. We don't have to get our feelings hurt. I know I've been surprised when people have lied on me too and lied to me. But we got to go on. We got to keep watching. And know the devil is working. He's working full time. And I'm not talking 40 hours a week. He's working every hour of the day. He doesn't get tired. I know we, somebody out there been singing that song. But that's a lie. You do get tired. 
The devil doesn't, though. A spirit doesn't get weary. The spirit doesn't have to rest. The devil's not resting. He's, he's looking, going to and fro, walking all around the earth, getting in somebody, causing us to lie, kill, steal, fornicate, causing us to do all types of wrong things. And then he's going to get us in trouble. We'll end up dead. We'll end up sick, having diseases we can't cure, all kinds of stuff. And then you know what he does? He leaves you. He said, man, I don't have to stay here and deal with this. That's your problem. <laughs> and he leaves us behind. Manipulating us. He knows he has a short time. So he's using his time wisely. But what about us? So we have to go back and check our salvation. Because I'll tell you this. And we might cover this the next time. There is no way God is going over to the Baptist church and he's telling the preacher this. And you know what the preacher says? The Lord told me such and such. And then he goes over to the Methodist church. And you know what they say? The Lord told me such and such. And then he goes to the apostolic church and they say the Lord told me this. And he just continues to do it. You know, we just read the Lord isn't saying all of this. Somebody's lying. There's a lying spirit somewhere. It's a lying spirit out. We better go back and check and find out. Is that lying spirit here? Is it lying to me? Am I, am I the one being deceived? You know, we think everybody else is the one deceived. <laughs> We say everybody else is lost. Except me, though. We got it right over here. We better go back and check. I don't care what church you're in. We need to go back and check. Because the devil already made it his mission. He said, I'm going to use the prophets. Because there's going to be a lot of people following the prophet. I, I guarantee you, Melvin. We don't have 300 viewers watching this. But if we had the big fancy church, if we had prosperity messages talking about, oh, how the Lord is going to look, click like, share this video, <laughs> heart this video. And in 20 minutes. Oh, how da da. I mean, just. <laughs> <laughs> We would have some followers on here, man, <laughs> because somebody's going to be deceived. But that's not what this is about. That's not what this is about. So I'm pleading with you to not let the devil ride. Go back and check your salvation. Find out, was I baptized the right way? It means something. You know, if you bring these type of things up to someone in heaven, you know, they'll argue with you for a while. They'll debate with you. But now if you show them some things that they can now kind of see that they're wrong, you know what they then resort to? 
Well, it don't matter that much anyway. <laughs> well, if it didn't matter, why is it that we had to go on looking at these scriptures for this long? If it didn't matter, it does matter. But somebody's not willing to give in. Somebody's not humble enough to say, you know what, I'm wrong. You know, we have a hard time saying we're wrong. We never were taught to admit when we're wrong. Because when we did wrong, mama took up for us. Daddy took up for us. We never were taught to admit when we're wrong. But that's what God is looking for. A humble people. So, in my closing remarks, don't let them ride. He's using the prophets. Now, I'm not saying every prophet. I'm one. I'm a preacher. I'm a minister. I'm not saying everyone, every preacher out there is lying. But I'm saying go back and check. Check what I say. I'm not afraid for you to go back and check. I hope you do. I, I really hope you do. I, I want you to say, well, I don't want you to say this, but it would do me a benefit if you said it really would be benefiting you. If you said, you know what? I just don't believe what Tony said. I'm going to go back and look at it. I hope you have that attitude. Go back and check. Don't say, well, I don't believe what he says. I'm not going to look at it. You've already lost if you say that. Go back and look at it. Go back to find out. Because I guarantee you, if you have a sincere heart, if you are willing to accept the truth, you'll see. We must. Jesus said we must be. He said, marvel not that I say unto thee. You must be born again. We got to get baptized in the name of Jesus. No apostle ever baptized saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I don't care who says the Lord said do that. It's not in there. Peter never did it. I know <laughs> my <laughs> I won't call anybody out. I'm going to be nice. <laughs> but I know someone is holding on to uh, Pope Peter saying that he is our first pope. However, the first pope, whatever we want to call him, the first pope never said, I baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Let's pick it up before we get out of here, Melvin. I know I said I'm closing, but we got to get this. <laughs> we got to get this because someone needs to know the truth. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38. Now, this is the first pope, as someone would call him, the first pope of the church. Establish all of our church tradition. The first pope here. Let's let's read what the pope said. Melvin. Then Peter said unto them. Then the first pope, Peter, said unto them. All right. Repent and be baptized. Repent. He said, I need you to repent. Now, this doesn't mean you go to the black box. You go behind the wall. And you talk to the person. They can't see. Uh, you can't see their face. They can't see yours. This ain't talking about that. He's talking about a change in behavior. He's not talking about, yeah, I came here because I was doing a lot of lying this week. And then next week you go and tell him the same thing all over again. He's not talking about that. 
Repentance is changing. Let's go ahead, Mel. And be baptized. Be baptized. How many of them, Mel? Every one of you. Every single one. Now, that, that settles it. Every single one of us need to be baptized. For those that say, well, I don't have. What did the first pope say? <laughs> Somebody called him the first pope, Melvin. So what did the first pope say? We say we followers of him. What did he say? He said, every one of you. Now that settles it. If you don't agree with that. Then there's no more hope. The devil has already deceived you. But I'm hoping and praying you will come out of that. If you believe you don't need to be baptized, you let the devil ride if you think that. Because Peter, the first pope. Now, I don't call him that, but somebody calls him that. So I'm going to be respectful and say he was the first pope. He said be baptized. It doesn't matter what we call him. We know who we're talking about. So we can't we, we can say the first pope. He was more important. Beside his title is what he said. So you can call me Minister Tony. You can call me Tony. It doesn't matter. What's more important is what I'm saying. So let's pick up what he said. He said, repent. All right. And be baptized. Every one of you. Every one of you. Uh huh. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. He never said Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He never said it. So it doesn't matter if you say, well, the Lord said we should do it. It don't matter what you say. Because the first pope said this. And not only did he say this, go back up to verse 37, Melvin. Pick up that last clause there. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. They said not only to the first pope, but all the rest of the popes, all the rest of the apostles. They asked this question to all of them, Peter and the rest of the apostles, all 11 of them. Go ahead, man. Men and brethren, mm -hmm. what shall we do? They said, what should we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized. Every single one of you. Nobody should let this pass them by. Now, this is what the first pope said. For those of us holding on to the tradition, let's go back and pick up the real tradition. This is the real tradition to be baptized in the name of Jesus. The Father, Son, Holy Ghost stuff that came later. Somebody switched it up. Somebody let the devil ride. So he said, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. For the remission of sins. This is, so your sins are forgiven. That's what he said. Now, I don't have to add no interpretation to this. He said, for. Now, this baptism is for the remission of sin. That's what he said. So we don't have to argue about it. We don't have to debate. We don't have to run over here to the book of Corinthians, to the book of Romans, to the book of John, to the book of James. We don't have to do that. That's what it's for. So I know someone said, well, it doesn't matter. But did the Lord say that? 
Well, you don't have to be. Did the Lord say that? Well, it's just symbolic. Did the Lord say that, though? Because I find here the Lord said through the mouth of Peter is for the remission of sins. So we, we got to leave it at that. That's what he said. Don't let the devil ride. He's wanting to trick you. He's wanting to deceive you. So that you will not know. What baptism is all about. Why it's necessary. We won't know. If we don't check. To find out. If we keep listening to so and so. And they've already let the devil ride in them. Now he's looking to ride in you. So we better go back and check. Because this is what the first Pope said. We can call him whatever we want to call him. The first bishop. The first apostle. Whatever you want to call him. This is what he said. And what he said is more important. He said be baptized in the name of Jesus. And we won't even get into why he said it. Because we're not going to understand it. Let's just do what he said though. Because he was taught by Jesus day and night for three, three and a half years. Three and a half years he was taught. We weren't there. So he could truly say the Lord said it because the Lord taught him. So let's get out of here. I appreciate you guys. At this time, I'm going to let Melvin say whatever the Lord has put on his heart, whatever he has a desire to say. And if he doesn't have anything to say, then that's good, too. <laughs> but I still want to give him the opportunity. So in the hands of Melvin, thank you, everyone. Well, I hope you guys definitely got something out of that message. As That is my hope and prayer. I'm sure both of our hope and prayer to every single body that watches or listens to this no matter at what time. Um, I don't have that much to say. Uh, see, we don't have any comments, but definitely if you guys have any comments, um, feel free to uh, put them in the comments below or inbox us or it doesn't matter the time because getting the word of God is definitely more important. But what I wanted to say was, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the live stream in the scriptures, it said that the devil fooled the whole world He's deceived the whole world. And then one place it says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. But we first have to get the Holy Spirit so we can not be of the world. Further on in, in Acts 2.38, after the remission of sin, it says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I know a lot of people don't want to believe that either. There's a whole bunch of churches that will say, I'm not speaking that gibberish. Because um, up above, at the beginning of this chapter, the second chapter of the book of Acts, um, around the first through the fourth verses, it says how the people there got the Holy Ghost after they had been baptized. It said a rushing mighty wind came and they all spake with tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. So it was the workings of the Holy Ghost that gave them the power and made them speak in tongues. But we don't want to accept that we are deceived and we are so easily deceived because we would so much rather listen to somebody that says what we want to hear rather than what we need to hear. 
Um, I'm reminded in the book of Galatians, the third chapter, the very first verse, Paul said, Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Who has tricked you to not believe what is true? In another place, I believe is Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 10. They said, don't speak to us the truth. Speak to us smooth things. We don't want to hear the truth. We don't want to hear what we can't do. We want to hear what we, we want to hear that we can do anything and still make it into heaven. We want to hear that all we have to do is like and share this post and God's going to bless us in three days. I see our brother Casey. He, he's commenting says, praise the Lord. Love you guys. Let's not let the devil ride. De definitely love you too, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm reminded in another place in the book of Isaiah where it said seven women shall take a hold of one man. And it's talking about the churches. And that one man is Jesus saying that we're going to eat what we want to eat. And we're going to wear our own apparel. We only want to be called by your name to take away our reproach. We want to do whatever we want to do, but we want to attach the name of Christ to that so that we don't feel guilty for the sins that we're doing. And in a place in Matthew, <laughs> the Lord says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. He's, we're going to get to that day and we're going to say, I built all the, these temples in your name. I've done, I've given to charities. I've done so many. And those things are good things. Don't get me wrong. But is that what he's actually calling us to do? Because he's after we get done plead, pleading our case, he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I know you not. So as Tony said many times throughout this um, Bible study, we should go back and check our salvation. Because even with the things that Tony says, I still need to see it for myself in the Bible. Just along with any preacher. That goes for any preacher. So, um, and a lot of preachers say that, as he mentioned also, that this is what God told me. There's a place somewhere in the Old Testament where God said, I didn't call them to do anything. I didn't send them anywhere. I didn't say anything. Human emotion is, is dangerous. We, we could pray for something and we think we can dream something. And we think that this is from the Lord just because it, it may glorify us or it could be helping out other people. But is that what he called us to do, though? But I'm going to end it right there. I see that we don't have any further comments. Um, as I always like to, like to do, I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it's greatly appreciative. Um, another thing Tony said, we don't have 300, 400 viewers on here, but I'm, I'm very grateful to God for the two or three or however many people is watching, will watch or listen on the podcast. Because even if one gets saved, the angels in heaven will rejoice. So... As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's always a good topic. And we would love to see you guys there. And again, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And one more time, count it all joy. Again, there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what you're going through. We have to learn not to look at our earthly situations, but look on the spiritual side and that God said that he will never leave us nor forsake us so as long as we're obedient to his word so if the lord blesses and says the same we'll see you guys next thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of god we hope to see you guys there have a happy safe and blessed weekend thank you so much again for tuning in
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.